You're listening to the IPHC Leadership Cast. Thank you for being with us. My name is Travis Rutland. I'm the Director of Communication for the International Pentecostal Holiness Church, and we're so glad that you've joined us for another one of the IPHC podcasts. Today we have Josh Hanna. He's the Senior Pastor of Friendship World Outreach in Nashville, Tennessee, and he's going to talk to us a little bit about the idea and concept behind multi-site. It's something that they've done there at his church, and uh, we just want him to discuss that with us. So, Josh, thank you for being here. Well, thanks, man, for having me. Um, tell us a little bit about how the church started and then also why you decided to go into this concept of multi-site. I took a church that I'd uh, given my life to Christ in. It had about 60 people. It had been there 52 years before I got there and went into a revitalization. Okay. And the church is in a city of 4,000, the county of 17,000. Uh, to get to the mall, it was an hour and a half drive to the mall. Wow. So it's in the country. And when the church hit about 800 on average weekend attendance, I started almost getting depressed. I realized that it was probably done. I didn't know how much longer, larger a church could get in a city of 4,000. Sure. So one day in the office with a friend of mine and talking about where do we go from here, we had seen the uh, sheriff get saved and was attending the church. The judge had gotten saved attending the church. So a lot of the people in judicial offices, um, a lot of the teachers, mayor, and the list goes on. And yeah. it had become it had become the church of the community. Uh-huh. And I should have been excited, but I got depressed because I felt like, is this all there is to it? Yeah. Are we done? And um, so with a buddy of mine in a room, I drew a circle. I put Humphreys County in it. And then I drew circles all around it. And every county that touched Humphreys County... I asked this question, what if we could see a church in that county Mm. like there's a church in this county, Mm. a church that reaches this community, sees the lost saved, finds needs in the community, and fills those needs? We also built a Hope Center there. It was a drug and alcohol treatment center. Okay. And our little county, Humphreys County, ranked number two for methamphetamine use in the state of Tennessee. So out of 95 counties... Uh, we rank number two for methamphetamine use. That's crystal meth. Wow. So I said, what if every other campus, we were calling it church at the time, we would later call it campus. What if we could plant a church around us and every church could run 800 to 1,000 in their community yeah. and meet the needs and see lives changed? And so that's where the idea of multi-site came from. I didn't know other people were doing it. Okay. I thought I had an original idea. <laughs> and then I found out later it's been going on for a long time. For a long time. I got you. Okay. If if you if a guy was in your situation, how would you recommend that he start? Do you do you do you identify the place? I guess you identify where you want to go first, but how does he move on from there? Do you do you try and use staff you already have in your church? I mean, it may not be it may not be this one size fits all, but but how what worked for you or maybe things that you realized didn't work as you started this process? Yeah, these aren't necessarily going to be in order. This is off the cuff. Sure. But number one, create a leadership pipeline now. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to right now start teaching your children's pastor, youth pastor, your worship leader, everybody that holds a staff position in your church, and then every ministry leader, whatever you call them, assistant under them, you have to start teaching all of those people, you have to reproduce yourself. Wow. The only way to go multi-site is you're going to have to have two youth pastors. You're going to have to have two worship leaders. Yeah. That worship leader needs two drummers. They need two electric guitar players, and so on and so forth. 
If you don't, you will bankrupt your church that you have now. Mm. The goal of multi-site is not to bankrupt one church, to lower the attendance, to lower the excitement, so I can go plant another church. Yeah. So now I've got a so-so church here, yeah. and I've got a so-so church there. Right. The goal is, is to create a leadership pipeline. There's a lot of things we say about that, but one thing is train everybody now. Make it a part of your DNA that no matter what position you hold in this church, you have to reproduce yourself. Mm. You're Elijah, find Elisha. You're, either you're going or you're sending, but one of the two is going to happen. Okay. And so start doing that right off the bat so that when you do plant your next campus, you don't have a bunch of holes at the main campus, as a lot of people would like to call it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, we've, I have heard a lot of different ways to plant you know, multi-sites with video campus, with the, the senior pastor from the original church preaches at all of those. What have you found has, has maybe worked for you uh, again or things that, hasn't, that haven't worked for you or some, maybe something you tried? I, I just know people are interested in, in how this all works. So we, I'm just curious, what did you find as far as the preaching on, on a Saturday night or a Sunday morning, whenever it was? How did that work for your site? I've done all three. I've preached in different locations, hopping in a car, driving from one campus, one site to the next. I was preaching seven times in 26 hours in five different locations. Mm -hmm. That's five campuses. I don't recommend it. I think it's the sloppiest and the, uh, well, that's the way you don't want to go. Okay. I've done it. You're going to wear yourself out and uh, you're making it too much about you. You're mm -hmm. making it a pastor that has a church, not a church that has a pastor. Oh, that's good. So let's not fo let's not build it around a personality of a person. Yeah. Let's build it on the principles of Jesus. That's good. So I've done it. I think I did it wrong. I've been uh, fixing it. Okay. Okay. The second way you can do it is you can have a site pastor. The campus pastor can actually preach the sermon. Okay. I don't recommend that either. Okay. I've done that as well, and here's the problem. Uh, we all know that a lot of staff and a lot of pastors, they have about a five-year limit very few people stay at a location. They stay on staff longer than five years. Mm. So the majority stay five years or less. So when you built it on that guy, then he leaves. Mm. Um, we see it all the time. A church grows. It's going well. Pastor leaves. Church goes down. Yeah. Every once in a while, it'll grow larger with the next guy, but most of the time, no. Yeah. So what we say is, if Josh is on the screen preaching, if the pastor leaves, they didn't lose both. Yeah. They didn't lose two at one time. They didn't lose the preacher and the pastor. Mm. They kept the preacher. The preacher remains the same, even though the pastor changed out. Mm. Also, if you find a guy that's a great or a woman, um, which I don't believe in women being involved in ministry, I have huge <laughs> issues with that. Oh, my God. And, uh, please, I'm just, don't, please don't say stuff like that. <laughs> I'm just kidding to all the women out there. I felt right there. Some hair stood up. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. If you have issues with anything Josh says, please write Dr. Doug Beecham. Yeah. You can email him directly. Well, Doug Beecham's <laughs> the one that told me women shouldn't be used in ministry. So, no, whether it's a male or female, doesn't matter to me. Yeah. Our, our campus pastor, and we would have a female campus pastor, by the way. Now, I'm just saying that for this interview. It's not true, but I'm just but saying it for you. You would okay. do it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, I would. I'm joking. This has gone off the track. It's, it's going bad, off track right? bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> But here, here, I'll joke. Take your pastor, male or female. They are the pastor. So you find somebody, like I got a guy named Tommy. He wasn't a dynamic preacher, mm -hmm. but he's the best pastor we have. Mm. He's a great administrator. He can oversee events. He's strategic. He can reach into a community. He's evangelistic. He had all the traits you would need to be a pastor of a large church, okay. except he doesn't preach well on the weekend. Mm. 
Okay. If he's sitting here, he'd tell you that. He'll probably listen to this. He'll agree. Why count those people out? Sure. So you don't have to be a great preacher. Let me focus on what my gift is. You focus on what your gift is. Mm. So instead of trying, here's what I would say. Don't try to um, help people build their weakness. If they're not a great preacher, well, we can get you to be better over the next five years. Yeah. Don't do it that way. Build on your strengths and delegate your weakness. Yeah. Build on your strengths and delegate your weakness. I'm not great at pastoral care. I'm not great at a lot of those other things. Mm -hmm. So it's a great marriage. Yeah. So you can do it with the pastor preaching. I don't necessarily recommend it. Go to the video screen. People are going, well, will it work in a small town? Yes, we're doing it. We have six locations. It's working. Will there be people that won't receive it? And they'll come and say it's not for them. Yes, there'll be people that'll come and they won't come back. It's not for them. Yeah. But there are people that come to your church right now that won't come back because it's not for them. Well, that's right. So the videos, I mean, there's that, that happens in any church, whether you're preaching live or watching a video. The fastest growing and the largest churches in America right now are using video. It works. People say it won't work in small towns. I'm in small towns. Okay. It works. Believe in it. Get your staff to believe in it. Stick with it. Um, for me, if I had to find six guys that were dynamic preachers that could preach on the weekend, right. I couldn't have six campuses. Sure. Because we take my preaching, I don't know that it's really dynamic, to be honest with you. Right. It's the best we got. Right. We take my preaching, then we take that guy who's felt called to be a pastor. We mix the two. Right. It's the best option. So you can travel around and drive around like a chicken with your head cut off. I don't recommend it. Also, when you're on site, you're knocking the campus pastor's legs underneath them. Sure. I was at a city the other day in White House. We planted a church there. Their campus pastor was there, and I was there, and a guy's family walked up, and he said, Mom, Dad, he said, this is my pastor, Pastor Stephen. And he bragged on Stephen for about 20 minutes. Nice. And they said, who's this? And he pointed at me and go, oh, that's the guy that preaches a sermon on the weekend. Yeah, but that's what you want, though. That's what we want. Absolutely. So don't run around with chicken with your head cut off. Really, if you're going to send the guy out and he's going to preach and pastor the church, that's called a church plant. Mm -hmm. That's not yeah. a site. Yeah. I believe in church plants. We've done numerous church plants. Go ahead and plant a church and let the man be a pastor and y'all be in relationship and help him. Yeah. But if you're going to do multi-site, my opinion is do multi-site. I don't think there's one way that's wrong and others that are right. I'm just telling you from my experience what I think works best. Okay. To follow up on the video with a, a kind of a technological question, how have you found the video works best for you? Do you do it do you do, do you do it a week delayed so that the other sites are watching what you preached last week? Do you do it Saturday night and they show it Sunday? I'm just curious, and I'm sure people have those kinds of questions. So how do you do it? You can do it a week delayed, done it, uh, didn't like it. I don't recommend it. Okay. Um, just because nobody likes to be getting information later than anybody else. Sure. Right now, we film on a Saturday evening. Okay. We, we take the DVD. And uh, actually, it's not a DVD. It goes into the system. Okay. I'm not a tech guy. Sure. So they'll tease me when they hear this probably. <laughs> but it goes into the system, and I think you call it, you upload it. Sure, yeah. And yeah. then later from that site, they'll download it. Within three months, we'll actually be filming the 9 a.m. service. They'll upload that, and wow. then they'll download it. So literally within 30 minutes, they'll be playing that at another campus. Wow. Okay. And by doing it on Sunday morning, it allows me to say good morning. Yeah. And there's a few other things. Right now I say, how's everybody doing this weekend? I really watch my terminology not to mm, date it. That's good. Most people think it's live right now, though we never say that. Mm. But when we go to Sunday morning, will it be live? No. Live is more expensive. Sure. You have to have your timing nailed down. Being a Pentecostal church, it's hard to nail down our worship. 
In all six sites. And also sure. how, exactly how long it's going to be. Sure. Because the Holy Ghost, I feel them right now. <laughs> right in this Y'all room. can't see me, but I just did a backflip <laughs> right here. So all jokes aside, the Lord may move in a service a little sure. longer than another one. They may do an extra song by uploading, yeah. then downloading there into your uh, computer at your campus. You're able to control that a little bit better, but it has a live feel. Mm, that's good. That's good. Getting back to how... Maybe do you decide to um, to to start this multi-site? Now I know you obviously you need to hear from God. You feel like God's put a burden on your heart for a community close to you or the other side of town or something like that. But is there? Do you feel like there is a numerical number to the church? I mean, if your church is forty, do you feel like they're they're probably not ready to go to a multi-site? So do you do you do you have some kind of an idea now that you've done this several times on on what a church needs to be at before they start thinking about multi-site, you know, possibilities? Yeah, I don't I don't know that I'll give a number of weekend attendance, but forty, you definitely shouldn't do it. You need to keep rolling where you're at. Yeah, um, I don't know if it's eight hundred or five hundred or where the number is. But I'll say this, here's the number that's important. When you go to the next site, make sure that you have the children's pastor to go. Mm-hmm. Make sure you have the worship leader to go. Make sure you have the campus pastor to go without taking them from the site you already have. Yeah. So I would say the number is not based on weekend attendance as much as it's based on number of leaders you have and the number of volunteers that you have. You need to have enough leaders and enough volunteers that when you plan it out, that the campus you presently are at is okay. There's yeah. no sense in bankrupting the campus you're at to plan another one. So don't look at your weekend numbers as much as you look at the numbers of, we have a bass player sitting on the pew. We have a drum player waiting to be used. We have a youth pastor that feels called to be youth pastor, but the role's already filled. Mm-hmm. The reason I started multi-site, I felt depression and a burden, and then I wrote three things on a, bo- on a board because mm. I didn't want it to be over. Number one, I wrote ministry opportunity. Mm. I had people that wanted to play the drums, but I already had two drummers on a rotation. Yeah. I had two more drummers sitting in a pew with no opportunity. No, yeah, yeah. I had somebody called to be youth pastor, but I already had a youth pastor. Right. I had people with callings and giftings in them, and I really didn't have a lot of places to use them. And so a site said more ministry opportunity, number one. Number two for us, I believe better pastoral care. Mm. I'm not saying that a mega church can't do good pastoral care, but I'm a small town guy. Yeah. I'm planting them in small towns. I would rather have churches between three to 800. Mm-hmm. I'd rather have 10 of them than run a church of 8,000. Yeah. Nothing wrong with a church of 8,000, but you're not going to, in the communities I'm in, I just like the churches of three to 800. Mm-hmm. So I think we can shepherd and know people better and have better pastoral care for us. Yeah. And then the third thing was, is evangelism. Every time we planted a new site, there are people that'll come there that'll never come into that campus, that previous campus. Um, For example, we were in a city called Waverly. I took a church over. We were given a church building in a city called McEwen, town of about 1,500. The church was in the country of McEwen, 6.7 miles from the nearest gas station, out in a field surrounded by cows. Wow. This church had a water pipe that had busted. The floor was flooded. The window was old fake stained glass. You could stick your hand out the window. They had a unit that was out. Mm. We had eight people attending there. We shut it down and told the eight people to come over to the Waverly campus for three months. We remodeled it for three months. New paint, new carpet, new unit. When we opened it, the church that 
ran no more than 10 or 11 on the weekend. Yeah. Literally, we opened it with 188 people. Wow. We asked a lot of those people, we interviewed them, why didn't you come to Waverly when it's 15-minute drive away? Yeah. And they said, we wanted to go to a church in our city. That was the number one reason people said. The other reason was, as well, we heard there was a new church. We wanted to check it out. Mm. There was something about the new church, the new yeah. site. Yeah. So it's another door for evangelism. It's just another door into your church to reach a community. And I would not recommend doing one 15 minutes, by the way. I would try to keep them about 30 miles away or further. Okay. There's some complications with that. You can ask me about later if you want, but I would keep them, you know, from county to county, or if you're in a large city, yeah. maybe keep them, you know, um, from city to city. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't do one within a 15 minute drive of each other. Okay. You literally are trying to reach different pockets of community when you go to a different site. Yeah. Okay. Now on that, I have, I was thinking while you were talking of two others, one is, do you have you normally encouraged people that are currently attending a location to go and attend and not to serve, not to be a drum player, like you said, or the bass player or something like that, but, but people in your church, do you normally encourage them to go and help with the new, with the new site or, or are you trying to attract people in that town? A little of both. Okay. I only want people to go that are going to serve. If you're going to sit, you might as well sit here. <laughs> okay. Okay. I want to reserve the seats for people who want to sit for the new guests because they don't know any better. Okay. Yeah. But there's no sense in transferring a lazy Christian. That, that's if good. you're a spiritual bum, you're a spiritual bum. You might as well stay where you are till you grow a little bit. <laughs> I like it. A bum is somebody that wants to, you know, live off your food, live yeah. off your electricity, right. not pay rent. They want all the benefits, but they don't want to contribute back. Absolutely. I really don't have much time for spiritual bombs. I can tell that, man. Yeah. So, <laughs> so with that being said, if you're listening, you're a spiritual bomb. Right now, I want you to cut this off, and I want you to go smack yourself in the face five times and then repent. So, I like it. So we send out people who either want to be in leadership or volunteer. We set all them in place. We build the organizational flow chart before we ever open the campus. So the organizational flowchart is filled out, but we do leave a lot of empty spots. Okay. And some of those people realize I'm committed for six months, but as I can work myself out of a job and get somebody at the new site to take my job over, mm-hmm. work them through the four squares of delegation, make sure that they're hitting off all eight cylinders, okay. then I'll come back to my home campus. So we don't want to take the work from the new people. Yeah. So the whole job is there's a balance of do we send people? Yes. But do we want to use the new people? Yes. Okay. And so there's a there's a real balance with that. Excellent. On that same thing, now, if you just are planting, if you're only in one church and you're planting a second church, obviously all the leadership is going to grow up in the original church. But And now you have six. So my question is, do all of the sites contribute leaders, drummers, youth pastors, kids pastors? Do all the sites contribute to the next plant or do does the leadership still come out of your original church site? Yeah, you know, one day I was driving. I was preaching seven services in 26 hours, five different locations. I was driving um, between Waverly over to McEwen, and I'll hop my car and drive back. Mm. And on the drive over there, I've got a guy that we call him the driver. He's just a good buddy who's a detective that wants to hang out. Okay. And but it's hard for me to drive. So I'm riding over there, and the Lord spoke to me and said, 100 campuses. Wow. And I thought to myself, I don't think that's God. Okay. You know? And then I heard it again. So I said, Lord, how's that possible? And at that time, all leadership was being raised up at the Waverly campus, what we would have at that time called the main campus. Okay. 
We've thrown that terminology out the window. Okay. Now we literally are multi-sites, multiple locations, but we are one church. Okay. So that day, the Lord just started putting a chart in my mind, mm -hmm. and I literally started seeing every site, every campus pastor needs to be raising up a campus pastor. Okay. Every youth pastor. So at six, right now I currently would have six campus pastors being raised up. That's good. At 12, 12 campus pastors. And so it's going to become the law of large numbers. Sure. And you're going to stop working in addition, and you're going to start working in multiplication. Absolutely. That's how you get to 100. Absolutely. That's how you get to 100. Yeah. And so if that's, I, I would say that's the biblical model. It's the book of Acts. And it's not just Christians leading other people to Christ. So Christians begotting Christians, but it yeah. needs to be churches begot churches. Yeah. Campuses begot campuses. That's good. And that's the way we're going to take the world. Good, good, good. Very quickly, one final question before we go. Just coming back to it because you mentioned it. Why would you recommend that churches be more than 30 miles apart? That's kind of my final question. You mentioned it before and I thought I'd just come back to it. What do you feel is the significance of that sort of geographical you know, separation? The competition. Okay. Um, you, don't want, you don't want campuses competing. You want them far enough away where the people that live in one city are going to go because that's their option. That's their choice. And outside of that, it really doesn't make sense because with every new site, that's another electric bill. That's more chairs that have to be purchased, more staff that has to be paid. Sure. You need to keep them far enough away that it just makes sense. Yeah. Okay. I got you. Excellent. Well, Josh, thank you so much for your time. I greatly appreciate it. If you want to look them up on the internet, it's Friendship World Outreach is the church. And I know that they'll be glad to you know help you in any way you can or answer questions things like that so thank you so much for being with us and uh, appreciate it hey to all my homies out there peace out <laughs> thank you josh thank you for listening to the iphc leadership cast for more information on the leadership cast and other church related resources please visit www.iphc.org